hello, hello. Hello, I'm Jessica Benoist Young. I'm Melanie Reed. And this is Best Line, Worst Line. We're going to pick some best lines. Uh, we're going to have a lot of worst lines this week. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> From one character for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a first for us. Now, in a coming episode, we will discuss the best of the best of Disney writing. This is not... This is not that episode. This is not that episode. This episode is what you get when you take a very inspiring true life uh, story and try to make it into an hour and a half long Disney Channel original movie. This movie was suggested by our guest and... We're being really hard on it already. Let me just say, this is a really fun, cute movie. I did not, like, entirely hate it. No. (laughs) Um, But once we uh, bring our guest in, uh, you'll understand why we did this movie. This is another one of our guests from our theater days of yore. Jessica Benson is a host and reporter for the Memphis Grizzlies and Grind City Media. She hosts the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurt, weekday mornings on the Grind City Media YouTube channel, and is the pregame and postgame host for the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network. So, you you guys, if you're listening to this show, you all know Christina, my sister, and our frequent guest host. I really got to know... Jessica, I'm going to call you Jesse. That's appropriate. <laughs> because yes. I'm Jessica. I was going to say, we can't I have two say, Jessicas. And that's what we called you when I, I, was when say, I first met you. <laughs> yep, Jesse. <laughs> um, that was rude. May I call you Jesse? Yes, you may. Jesse um, still lives deep within my soul. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Great. And like, it doesn't, the B doesn't help either because we're both. B. No, you're I mean, both... I guess I could be Y, but no. <laughs> back in the day, we were B. So yeah. Anyway, no. so Jesse was was very very close to my sister Christina, but but Jesse and I had this special bond, one that we don't have anymore <laughs> because I stopped watching sports. But we were both huge basketball fanatics. So even though I don't watch basketball anymore, um. I still, like, really appreciate the sport. And watching, like, the extended actual basketball sequence in this movie, I was like, oh, I gotta watch more bat. I gotta watch basketball again. I just have to. I just, I just appreciate the sport. Like, just watching it played is so, like, why do I, why, why do I want to say the word soothing? Uh, I was going to say it's it very, make it... like, mesmerizing. Um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... I it's wouldn't so call this different. version of basketball mesmerizing, but no. you should watch real basketball. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely like associate um, basketball with you, Jesse, and I think like I met you probably at the height of my like basketball obsession, and to like know another girl like roughly in my age range who was like picking their brackets for the NCAA tournament was like crazy to me. Now everybody like everybody does it and and like there's I, less of this divide. I have I a think. bracket. I know you don't. Oh you do? I have a bracket. <laughs> yes. Because my team was like 
I mean, this is probably like the third or fourth year that I've done a bracket, and I know nothing. I like base my choices. Do you do animals, colors, no, states? No, okay, I'm a little bit more, I, I know a little bit more than that. I base okay, it okay. basically on rankings, which is like fair. But then I also go with wrong. some allegiances. And like, I went to a school that, like, we were in D3. Like, I don't have like allegiances. My brothers went to Miami, so I tend to choose Miami. Ooh, good year. Yeah, but I didn't choose them to win. I chose UCLA this year because I was like, I'm in Los Angeles. You're in Um, Los Angeles. And then I generally just, like, go against every Texas team. Like, that's generally my strategy. So it's, like, against all Texas. That would work most of the time. (laughs) I'll let them get, get, like, a little farther, like, maybe, like, Sweet 16. But then I will go – but then it's just, like, based on rankings or, like, teams I kind of know. That's my strategy. What's that um, movie? Um, the UTEP movie. Uh, Glory Road. That's a good yeah, one. Glory Road. I know. That's a good I, one. Let me be clear. Before we dive into double team, I, I was going to say. <laughs> she, I, I gave, was going to say, in fairness, legitimate <laughs> option. <laughs> right. I right. could only oh, wanted to do this basketball. one. <laughs> oh, we can do Remember the Titans. Like, I was given the, the vast no. idea of, okay, pick a sports movie. And then I said, or if you want something a little funky, the infamous yeah. decom double teamed. And I called it infamous because within the sporting it's... movie world, um, listen, I think that's appropriate word. I well, love I, the I, word and so I think I have to, <laughs> I I think I have to, to take ownership of choosing double teamed because, yes. because, um, Jessica, Jessica play. did come. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica did come back to me. Like you did have good movies on there. I, I do feel yeah. like remember the Titans is like, like, I was like, that's just like actually really good. And like, but then, um, like love and basketball would have been really fun. But then I saw double teamed and I was like, Oh my God, we have to, because it's like, I have a vague memory of this movie, but I think the other reason that I was like, we have to do it a, cause it's going to be so funny and B because it came out around that time that we were all th- that we all mm-hmm. hung out together. And I think that's why I was like, we're doing double teamed. We've got to do it. Honestly, I think the fact that Disney released a movie called double teamed, like is worthy enough for it to <laughs> be know. revisited in the year 2023. <laughs> like, that was it's the joke around ridiculous. <laughs> Well, and like, joke around my house too is like I was just watching it and the kids were around and every time they'd ask me what I was watching my husband would joke and say it's not appropriate <laughs> you can't watch it it's not appropriate <laughs> it's provocative it gets the people talking it's like they're getting double teamed okay, okay. here's how much I associate this movie with basketball is that didn't occur to me until right now <laughs> she does get double teamed yeah. though like she does it's happens. a big plot point at the end. It's huge. There yeah, is legitimacy there. Okay. I so I there were several things that I there was a lot in this movie that upon like, look, this I just I, I need to say that I don't condone about ninety percent of the behavior in this movie. I would not no, recommend that anybody do from it. Anyone. Really well. No, it did not age no. well. Except for Mackenzie Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips. Is fantastic. The only like reasonable character in this movie yes. and i will actually say to some degree nikki like those are the two nikki, reasonable I love characters nikki. in this movie okay um, there's this if i if i were not in a house full of other people if i had maybe had a couple beers i would have been shouting at my tv let's just say that good things and bad things and one of the good things is when nikki 
when they first like put um that first game that Heather is in and the, and Heather's like tearing it up real quick let's let's say okay this movie is uh based on the loosely based on high school loosely. story of Heidi and Heather Burge who were who are real people who were um WNBA stars college basketball stars and um were at one point I read in the Guinness Book of World Records as the tallest female twins in the world. Wow. So we need to get that out of the way. But, so Heather's first game in, she's never played basketball. She's been a volleyball. Her and Heidi have played volleyball all this time. Which, I, they act like they've never heard of basketball. They've I never, know. How? There's so many if things pe- that make no sense. Many, many things. <laughs> but many things. Nikki, Nikki Williams, doesn't matter she's like it was her team and she's using this as a vehicle to get attention from her absentee rich guy father and she runs past like heather's just tearing it up in the paint and she's like runs past the announcer guy and is like uh she's not doing it by herself out there or something what does she say i wrote it down because it was great She's not doing it alone. She she ain't doing it alone, you know. And I was like, yes, girl, tell him. Yes. He is not calling out the assists, and that's bullshit. And then, like, but then she ruins it because a couple minutes later, she's like, I'm a shooter, not a passer. It's like, girl, you were just out there, like, <laughs> begging for the assist credit. Like, take it. You are. That's one of my, that's one of my now, favorite. <laughs> no, and the, co- the coach then comes back, and he's like, you're neither. You're a ball hog with a sorry attitude. Yes. And <laughs> I'm like, damn. I like. I like. Don't mind the coach either. Like the characters that I think are like mostly reasonable in this movie are the mom. Like Mackenzie Phillips is absolutely reasonable in this movie, and I love that it's Mackenzie Phillips because. So I've been really into listening to um, Celebrity Book Club with Chelsea Devantes, and she. I'm like back in the archives of her podcast. And she just did Mackenzie Phillips' memoir, the one that I listened to. And uh-huh. whoa, 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 that memoir is, it's a lot. If you know anything about Mackenzie Phillips, she had quite the quite the history of drug use and rehab. Yeah. And she was in One Day at a Time. She was a child star. And like in the early 2000s, she was like in a bunch of made-for-TV movies. So it's like, hey, Mackenzie Phillips. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, she and then, was... And she was the mom in So Weird, and we were obsessed yes. with So Weird in my house. Yes, household. she was Loved the mom in So, so weird. weird, and I loved that she was the mom. Like, I think if that's what I knew her from. If you don't know about So Weird, it was like preteen X-Files. It was Fantastic. the best. It was the On best. On Disney. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she's infinitely reasonable here. Like, she's the mm-hmm. only character that I was like, I agree with everything you're saying. And then, like, Nikki, that the, like, whole, she, like, like, I mean, we can get into the whole, like, you have two weeks to move and we're going to kick you out of the school. I'm like, that, that Absolutely. Way. Who? That's not long enough. No. It's not long not enough. Not in Southern yeah. California. Find a house. It's obviously a very yeah. sped up version of the story to make it 90 minutes. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, well, right. that was probably a little longer time Yeah, that was period. one of my, that, that was okay. one of my WTFs. Like, there's a lot of WTFs just sprinkled through my also, mind. Two, two weeks start... is not enough time to find a house. What the fuck? That's like, that was my note. Also, just to start at, like, the beginning of the movie when they're talking, like, they're at the volleyball practice. 
And, like, the dad is, like, why can't you be more like your sister? Oh. I mean, the dad is, like, I, I think he 90% goes, of my notes. Oh, my God. When, when he <laughs> says that the way he tells them apart is that that's the one who gives me a migraine. I was yes. Like, I hated that. <laughs> I was so, what are you talking about? First of all, first of all, they look completely different. Yes, These are two entirely separate actresses who, who look vaguely 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 extremely tangentially alike they're both tall they're both tall and blonde they're twins. and have Deal they with do it. not look like twins and the amount of times that somebody makes some sort of reference about not being able to tell them apart i was what the or the, the fuck? <laughs> they look better on me they look it looks the same doofus we're twins no when they're at Nikki's no. house party and Heidi and she's like, she's like, I already, already met, met you. you. And it's like, no, that's no, my twin honey. sister, Heather. I just want to do drama and play the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz, damn it. <laughs> because I can fit the costume. Also, also the thing, also the thing about the, the outfits in the beginning, um, when they, they're, they're fighting <laughs> over the purple hoodie, but the, one of them takes the purple hoodie off. They're wearing the same unitard. Yes. Yeah. They're wearing the same thing underneath. So, <laughs> and they were going to go to volleyball where they both would have taken the hoodies off. Yes. And then they still would have been wearing the same thing. I don't understand. Yes. I, well, <laughs> and then like, all like just a set up I... so that the guy would, that the, the random like plot insert man. Yeah. Who, who is out that? Is nowhere, he a coach? Is he another parent? Like, no, he has, comes he's up a and daughter is like, scouts. Like, oh. <laughs> Have you ever heard of scouts? Oh my god, no. This guy who's pushing his 8th grade children into right. volleyball doesn't know about scouts? This, they also look this like is they're the 30 years old and they're supposed to be in 8th exactly. grade. Exactly. I wrote down, I was like, wait, they're going into high school? They yes. look at... I was like, no way. So old. They're going into high school. I did like their school. little bicycle built for two. Like, no. the old bicycle for the twins. <laughs> A plus. <laughs> it's clearly occurred to this man that they're going to have to get sports scholarships. They don't have enough money to send more than one child to school, which, okay, let's just ignore all of the, let's not go down that. The fact that he says that to their face and, and like all of the plot holes involved in this conceit that we have to put you two in some sort of sports to get you both to college. Okay. How does he not know about how the actual recruitment thing works? He's he's clearly gotten up to this point. Like, how did he get to this point and then just stop and just not know? And then rando coffee guy had to come and be like, so, where? how are you going to get the scouts to see your girls? And he's like, scouts? I've, what? I've never heard of this before. <laughs> recruitment? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> also like this is supposed to be in the 80s and i was like no it's very 90s it's very 90s early yeah. 2000s and i was like yeah. i i like wrote down i was like what year are we in because i it says would... multiple times 1985 but i kept forgetting because yes i, I, I did not, not like know that, that we were in the 80s there's nothing to me that signals that. besides that maybe those the, um, right in the beginning the side, the side, and pony, the side, side ponytail the one time once and the but off the shoulder, were still like, around sweater. 
Correct. Which yeah, also all, could have been early yeah, 2000s. Like, I... <laughs> yeah. It was like... The, the, there was... There was some grounding of this reality that did not happen for me. Right, right. Well, I mean, think about, they were doing, like, what, one of these a month back in the day, these Disney yeah. Channel original yeah. movies? I mean, you just, like, boom, 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 you. When they said it was a true story, or, like, based on a true story, as a child, I took that as fact, right? Because you're so yeah, obsessed with yeah. Disney Channel movies, and you're waiting for the next one to come out. And I played basketball as a kid, and so and I did my little musical theater on the side. So this felt perfect. Oh, it was before High School Musical ever blended basketball and musicals <laughs> and drama and all that stuff. And so I thought this movie was made for me, and I thought this story was so true. And I don't want to like spoil the ending or anything, but the no. last scene of this Go movie did not happen. It didn't happen. They of never course they didn't. They never, they never, they never played, played against each other. They never played with each mm-hmm. other. It was one of their like biggest mm-hmm. regrets in the WNBA yeah. was that ultimately they both make it to the league. And the WNBA was very new at that point. And they had had good right. college careers at Virginia. One of my favorite fun facts is they actually played with Don Staley, who's the current head coach at the University of South Carolina. She's a total badass. They're probably about to go win another Final Four, whatever. They were not the stars, and then they both make it to the WNBA separately. Never played against each other, but Disney does this big glorified, like they're tipping off the Sparks, the Monarchs are playing yeah. a game. They they say their classic little, like, once second best, always second best, sis. Ah, blah, blah. And then it's over. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Let's just dive right in. That's my worst line. That's your worst line. And... That's my worst line. And this is the first time I think that I've chosen a worst line that has actually, like, the movie is is portraying it as, like, one of their best lines. And you know why I know that? Because they repeat it Multiple about five times. times. It's like their button. It's like their, like, catchphrase. And it's fucking horrible. <laughs> and and they're, yeah. when she says it to her, when they're doing the scrimmage the the inner intramural scrimmage and they're on opposite that for some teams. reason has fans and family there for some reason yeah yeah i don't they make a big deal out of it so when she's when heather says it so, so it's always heather saying it to heidi yeah because for their entire lives who already has a massive complex about this to the point that like she doesn't really even want to do sports anymore because she doesn't want to be in her sister's shadow the father and Heather herself, in this movie anyway, I don't know how it was in real life, are, like, so antagonistic to her about how she's not as good as Heather. And when Heather said that to her, I literally wrote, like, I would just, I, I am a pacifist. I don't choose violence. I would have throat punched her in front of everyone right there, right there. No, no thoughts about it. If she had said that to me in that tip off, I've punch, punch somewhere above, above the tits, you know, throat or face, maybe the tits, open hand I don't know. or open hand or a closed pun- hand, closed fist, closed boom, just fucking lay her out and then never go back into a sport ever again in my life. Also, like, I have so many notes, like, so my brothers are twins. And, like, one of the things that I think my parents did really well is that, like, 
I mean, they did like similar activities when they were younger, but by the time they started to show like different inclinations into like David did sports and Brian did theater and they both uh-huh. were really good at their own activities. And it was like, so they could be different people. And like, they're so, the dad clearly has a favorite daughter, which is just like so maddening. And it's like, even like, so my worst line, and I didn't go back to write it down correctly because I didn't care to. I probably wrote it down. (laughs) It was when, um, when he's having Heidi take the three free throws and the dad just like loses it that Heidi is taking the free throws and not Heather. He was like, I waited all year to see my daughters in uniform at the finals. Don't screw this up for me or something like that is a paraphrase of the worst line, but it's just like, it encapsulates everything that's wrong with this movie because it's like the dad is making this all about himself. It's not about the girls Mm -hmm. and what they want to do at all. Like Heidi just wants to do something that she enjoys. Like that's, she's the third character that I think is reasonable in this movie. For the most part, actually. I think the mm-hmm. mom, Nikki, most sometimes. Because, like, Nikki is a brat, but her dad is absent. Like, I get it. And Heidi. Heidi just, like, doesn't want to be in her sister's shadow. And, like, wants mm-hmm. to do what she wa- likes. I mean, in, in the portrayal of the movie. Like, I realize she's a real person in life. But in the movie, it's like, okay, yeah, you make sense. Like, this is reasonable. And when he was, like don't screw this up for me. I'm like, you are, have zero faith in your daughter, sir. Like, sit down. I like, I think 90% of my notes of this movie are like, the dad is the worst. Like all of my worst lines were said by the father. Yeah. I just like talks like toxic in capital letters after like almost everything he says. So like they're sitting at the dinner table right after like Heather has found the basketball team again. This is another one of these concepts where, like, I don't get it. They act like they've literally never heard of the sport basketball. <laughs> like, Which is the, far these, more popular people, than... Yeah. People are, like, hounding them the second they walk in this door about how tall they are. Like, that's... Nobody walked up to them in their entire middle school years and were like, you're tall, you should play basketball. Like, that's when a lot of kids start basketball is in middle school. And that's where you kind of start to see, like, oh, this person is really tall. There's literally an article in the New York Times about how tall people are sick of being asked, do you play basketball? Like, this yes. is a common yes. trope. Yeah. Like, this is a thing yeah. forever. Like, if you, if you so see my, a tall person, yeah. you don't say, do you play volleyball? The first question is always, do you play basketball? Do you play, do you play basketball? basketball? Do you want to play basketball? I have a team. No, right. like, that's, like, my husband is six foot two, and he talks all the time about, like, how when he was in like sixth grade basically as soon as he was like in a school that had a team they were like you have to play basketball and he's like in a small town in kansas so it wasn't even do you want to play basketball it was like dude we literally won't have a team if you don't play so you have to play (laughs) you know (laughs) no choice yeah and we i was watching this movie and you know my daughter is seven months old and i was like man please do not be as tall as your father because I don't really want people harassing you to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. I'm so oh glad gosh. though, Melanie. So, yeah. Because when you said that your your worst line came from the dad, I got nervous. My worst line came from the dad. And I thought it might have been so sly that you guys might not have heard it. But I think it is definitively the worst line in this entire movie that is filled with horrible lines. A movie called Double Teamed. The line comes <laughs> when he and his daughter are playing basketball in the driveway. He and Heidi are playing. And at one point, yeah. the dad goes, who's your daddy? 
Yep. No. Yep. Yep. I totally missed that. Oh no. I had the exact same thought. I was like, you can't say that in a movie called Double Teamed. I... No. Yeah. No. No. You no. can't say that. You cannot say that. Period. 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 Dot. End. No. Like, as a father, no. you do not tell your daughter who is your daddy. That no. is reserved for a whole no. different universe. Like, we do not no. stay there. How? We do not do that. How did D- Disney like let that <laughs> through? How did Disney there just let that, so let that slide in? The only thing I can you think know? is that like. Everybody involved with this movie knew the implications of the title <laughs> and, and just, just decided to like get as much in there as they could, or something. I'll take that. I don't know like, because I heard that and everyone... I was like, "What?" <laughs> yes. What? Like if everyone was in on the joke, it's fine. Like I think if they all know right. that they made camp, right? Like this is like this is like sports Disney Channel original movie camp in a nutshell. Like. Right. This is the maybe it one of the worst campy. sports movies of all time. And I don't say that yeah. loosely. <laughs> but I still, I have a confession. Before we go any further, I feel like I have to get it off my chest. I okay. cried at the end. <laughs> I had tears <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Shit. I hate watched the shit out of this movie, and I took so many notes of <laughs> terrible things, and then suddenly it's the end, wait, and wait. I'm, like, crying, and I think it's just because it hits this, like, super sincere nostalgia patch for me, but yeah, I was like, yeah, of course. oh my god, like, stop it, you psychopath, this was one of the worst <laughs> movies, you took 90 minutes of your adult-ass life and watched this movie, I know. and you're crying. <laughs> Okay, phew. I feel better. I now. mean, I can, I, I feel, can, I can, can see it. Forward. I can, I can see it during the end. No, you can't. Don't I lie. Don't try to make too... me feel better. Okay. No, oh. no, no, no. I can get it. No, no, <laughs> I, no. I, I like I said, I'm, I'm like I'm seven months postpartum. Like uh, sports movies, like do a thing to me. They do things, right? When 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 okay. they win or they lose or whatever. Like yeah, sports movies always get me in ways that like nor- normal movies don't. But. I was it too pissed off at the ending of this movie. I was too no. pissed off at it. Yes. Because, please, for the love of God, do not ever go on the court when you are injured. I know! Please, please, I was like, nobody I was encouraged like, in this behavior. Do not encourage this behavior. Like, she could have ruined way? her entire basketball career if that actually happened which i'm assuming it didn't but like don't disney don't do this like just i was like in what way is that and they wouldn't have let her like there there are there are in high school the other coach in in, yeah the other coach is like he's like don't worry about it girls she would not have been able to go on like there are things that you have to do in sports to like say who is actually going to play in this game and if you're injured you're not that's it you can't just like have somebody who you said wasn't going to play suddenly come on the court it's yeah. just not how it works yeah. and somebody would have pitched a fucking fit over the last seven seconds of the game and you know like and it's the finals of i don't know what i don't did, i think it was like the, they the, don't the, say like season it's not like- state so I think it was their division I think it was supposed or something. To be the state championship. No, I think it was legitimately supposed to be the state championship game. Oh, they don't. They don't in uh, Southern... see that okay, enough but... at all. <laughs> no, and like I'll, I think it was maybe I. I thought it was like the regional or like the like conference. Like right, they're they're yeah. 
regionals or something. I don't know. They had like Long Beach too. They had medals around their necks. <laughs> That's oh, you're right. They did. Okay, That's just so re- no. If just, they went to state, it would be like some giant trophy. No, it could. And it go. wouldn't be. And it would. It would be. A, they were at somebody's like home arena, like home court. They were at that other school's home court. If it was That's state, right. look at us analyzing this. If it was state, it would be at like a bigger arena, a neutral, a neutral, also, a neutral site, large arena. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It wouldn't have been Long Beach to. Uh, I'm also getting into the logic of California, like <laughs> state teams here. It wouldn't have been just Long Beach to Palos Verdes, like. Yeah, I feel like so, there's more. I don't know. State could be that. the hot, the hotbed of the hotbed of high school girls basketball in 1985. <laughs> could I don't know be. The fact. I just take them from it, Disney Channel. It could have been. I don't know. That's true. That's true. So, so Heather rolls her ankle the night before this <laughs> unspecified finals game. Which was the night, the same night of the game that, was that the same night of the game that Heidi did the free throws and Heather gets all pissed because Heidi did the free throws? So it's like the next day? That's, that's usually how those brackets work though. It's either like, yeah, um, you you sometimes get a day in between. I didn't play sports either, but I. Not usually. Not with with state or regionals. It's usually one after the other. So, like, once you start getting to the postseason, okay. it's, all right, you so have a game, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it, you, you championship, get... Sunday. Okay, so that logic right. does work. Okay, right. Yes, that, that that does um The one out. logical but part of this movie. But, so we have this other, like, insert character who's just here to, like, push our plot along, and it's the hot guy. And I don't really appreciate that, like, hot guy, hot guy with a weird old-fashioned name, Galen. Um... <laughs> I don't. I don't hey, dislike the name. He's being recruited just heavily like, by Harvard. Yes, everybody Andrew wants he's him. He's going to go play basketball at Harvard. I don't appreciate that he's the one that like set, steps in and has to like fix the girls' team. Right. Anyway, we'll move past that. She's out. Like, just I. I need. Okay, what I was going to say does not work for this <laughs> podcast. I was going to say she's out there just going nuts on Galen, but no, she's <laughs> out there like. <laughs> Uh, they're practicing because he also is poor. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Um, he, he lives steals, in this. Apo- he steals the H from H. the sign of their apartment complex yeah. to fix the worst basket yes. I have ever. Like they were playing basketball on a basket that was slanted at like a ninety yeah. degree Just angle. Just hang out. It's terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I've got so it. bad. Don't worry. So so Heather's freaking out because Heidi stole the spotlight for like ninety goddamn seconds of her life. Right. And so she's freaking out and she's just like, just like pushing in, pushing in for trying to get all these layups, which was not what she should be practicing. She should be practicing her free throws. throws. But anyway, dare I I try to make this film better or make more sense. It's okay. Hack a Heather will be a thing for years to come. (laughs) She jumps up and I like... I can't believe that Disney made me watch this. And I'm really sensitive to these types of things as an adult. As I, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have cared at all. But like body injury sounds drive me. Yes. Like they hurt me. And so like she comes down and it's obviously like a very controlled movement, this role. But they they put this like bone <laughs> tendon snap crunch thing in there. And I yep. was like, oh, my God. But don't make me watch this. Well, also, here's poor Jesse, who has a torn ACL. <laughs> no, I was going to say, so I, I ruptured my Achilles playing three-on-three basketball as a 31-year-old. So, 
this is a PSA to anyone out there. Like, you're too old. Yeah. Don't go all out playing basketball <laughs> at this point in your life. But I've become this person who every time I see an injury in a game, I'm like, oh, there goes another Achilles. And it's not. Yep. And my husband thinks I just want to be like, one of us, one of us. And I watch Heather <laughs> go down with this ankle injury. And I'm like, like did she tear her Achilles? And then I'm like, yep. no, it's just her ankle. Like, but Jessica, that goes back to what you were saying about like the horrific ending of this, where she just had the injury the night before. She yeah. can't play. She's not even dressed for the game. And she sheds those crutches and walks on what could be, we'll say at best, a sprained ankle. But at worst, like, she might have broken her damn ankle. And she's yeah, just like, right. I'll be a decoy. Let me be the decoy in this game. I wrote, do not do this. No, 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 no. This would never be allowed. No, 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 no. Do I'm not encourage it. her. Stop it. No. <laughs> this is what I was writing in my notes because I couldn't yell it at the screen. I could have, but it would have been, <laughs> it would have been rude and I would have been a psycho (laughs) i'm trying to think too like what i like thought of this movie like because i remember watching this movie like multiple times as a child like i like they're re-watching it now there are points in this movie where i was like i remembered those lines like i remembered those scenes i remembered those lines like i remembered those really terrible bean and cheese sandwiches like what the fuck no, I like, want th- one. This all... I really I know. I no, Jesse, that was I remember. No. Like I, like <laughs> I had that physical feeling because I Stop. remember that this from is... when I was a kid. No, this is Me one too. of the things we in this movie about... I do not condone. No. This movie is encouraging bad behavior. Yes. <laughs> it sounds so good. No. Who does not want to have Christmas dinner with the Burgess and that awful father making bacon, bean, and cheese sandwiches? We always talk about, like, best food from various I movies. Like, I always no. think of, like, oh, I wish I could eat the Toy Story pizza or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza. And so yeah. often we leave out the bacon, bean, and cheese sandwiches yeah. no, and double no, cheese. And I am no, bound and determined to bring them back. leave it out. No, I, I just like, I had this. Well, so here's the funny part about that scene is like, they're in the airport. Nikki's dad isn't there. It's Christmas Eve. They're getting picked up. And I like, as I am, as they're inviting her over, I'm like, my brain is thinking like, there's some food that they go to have at their house that is like, looks really bad or like, sounds like a terrible idea, but like, I remember craving it watching this movie when I was younger and that same feeling came back. And I think it's just because it's like cheesy, greasy awfulness <laughs> that like is like your hangover food. Um, but it's like Christmas Eve. And then they what go beans? play basketball. I don't what know. Beans? Yeah, and then, then they go play basketball. That's the best part. It's like, let's go. Yeah. Well, and so well, she like, says I something too up. about like they're like you're yes. really determined, and she's like determined not to throw up. Okay, then don't go play basketball. Right, you're definitely gonna throw up now. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a uh, it was something. Can I give my best line? I want to give yes, my best. Yes, please line. do. Please do. Wait, wait. Did we do all the worst ones? Yes, I. I so. It was a dad line for me, a dad line for yeah. Jesse, and yeah. then yours was and the, the sister's well, I mean, second best. <laughs> Oh, but you want to go through you want to go through the twenty other lines I have written as worst line candidates before <laughs> I we get to no, them. No, I no. We, I mean, we'll get to them. We'll get. We'll cover all of them. I just like I for some reason I thought that um I, I thought that Melanie had gotten to hers. No, mine was I I paraphrased it because I just couldn't that. stomach. I couldn't stomach going back that's and right, actually that's right, that's like right. listening to the actual. <laughs> line. Although, like a close second contender was um when she, when she's auditioning for the Tin Man. 
And she says, just make him lose the slippers, okay? And I was like, ah, no, he can wear the slippers if he wants. Like, no. He's obviously into them. Right. Like, let him wear the slippers. This movie is supposedly about, like, letting you pursue your passions. And if that kid's passion was wearing the ruby slippers while standing in for Dorothy, why are we trying to stop him? I didn't like that either, Melanie. Good catch. Also, like, support drag queens. Like, if that kid wants to, like, dress in drag and do his thing, I am all for it. Support drag queens. I got, that made me so mad. I was all excited, too. I I was like, yeah, all right, Marvin. Marvin's auditioning for Dorothy. Like, maybe they're going to let Marvin play Dorothy. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, he's just Dead. a stand-in. Don't worry about it. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, never mind. I mean, the the only reason I was worried about Marvin playing Dorothy was his line read of Dorothy's line. That was yeah, it. He that was the only doing thing that great, that, but I mean. No, that was my did, only like, concern about her playing for. Dorothy. Anyway, one of that, the, I just had one to of, get wait, that out because there. We're talking, that, no, I, I like that one. And because we're talking about the weird drama element, can we just quickly note that when mm-hmm. the girls go to New York City to play, in a basketball tournament and Heidi's like dreaming of going to see the Nutcracker because all she wants to do is be on the stage god damn it and she runs into Zoe her drama <laughs> so nice. friend and she's like oh me and my parents just go here every Christmas and like what a weird meet cute between two Very former weird. friends in the yeah. lobby of the Nutcracker I just thought that was the most bizarre yeah. added plot point but that's where she tells her there's a drama camp that summer and then you get the cute little moment with her dad being like you get to go to drama camp this summer because I'm going to let you do something for yourself for once. It is There's some very weird stuff in this. There's a lot of, it makes zero sense. Also, no. I think like her Zoe, like the Zoe going there every year is like, oh, she's rich. Like that type of thing again, you know, the, yeah. look, another rich yeah. Everyone's rich. What's your best line? Yes. Since you were so excited oh. about your best line. Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I've like texted um at least five people about this best line, which really shows that it is the best line because <laughs> when we did on my show with the Memphis Grizzlies, we did like a Disney channel original movie draft a few weeks ago. Ooh. And I put double teamed on mine just because it lives. I mean, for God's sake, I cried at the end of it. So obviously it still sits <laughs> in a space that I did not know lived within me. I hadn't rewatched it in forever, but everyone in basketball and sports always makes fun of the like, side-to-side highlight action where she's like trying to juke her out ultimately goes for the behind the back pass but i never remembered the line but i never remembered the line associated with that little like foot movement they go a zoom Uh in on her sneakers it's like this whole side side she makes the weird facial expressions at the same time but at one point she's asked what is that weird thing you do with your feet and she says Uh It's my version of the Ollie shuffle. shuffle. Now you see it. Now you get knocked out. (laughs) And it is the strangest little sports reference turned into something so weird. And it gives credence to this absolutely like bizarro, iconic, worst depiction of basketball in a movie (laughs) ever. But there was actual meaning behind it, which makes it even funnier because the writers were like, ah, yeah. That's the yeah. ticket. Like, that's how we're going to define what she does. Brilliant. Yeah, Heidi, Heidi our, our resident Muhammad Ali expert, where did, where was Heidi watching boxing matches <laughs> and why? There's she's so many like weird some, She's, like, going to the library and doing, like, deep dives on ollie's boxing strategy to help her with her volleyball game that she isn't really all that interested in 
<laughs> no, he I did actually hated float like that. a butterfly. I, I really I hated that it. whole thing a lot. <laughs> I adored it. I, I, it is art. I feel like that's another one of their like weird tries to like ground us in the eighties. Like, okay, we are in the eighties, but it's like we're not in the eighties. And so I feel like an Ollie reference like is like a way to show like we're not in twenty two thousand two. Like we're sometimes in the past. Who is this movie for? Who right. is this movie for? <laughs> me when did we watch this <laughs> and and when you watched it when you were 12 13 or whatever did Younger. you know what, the what muhammad ali shuffle out? no 2002 okay so i was 10 2002 10 so oh, yeah. so how many 10 is right when you so buy many, everything that disney's selling yeah how many 9 to 12 year olds are like muhammad ali yep got it <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> Nailed none it. would not none have understood the answer. that line. <laughs> so why they do they need to include I think, this? Try to, yeah, I think they try to ground it in like the sports references they make too, because yes. of all the yeah, athletes, yeah. they do a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar reference, and they're in Los Angeles, so it makes sense. And like using Kareem, and then they make a Magic mm-hmm. Johnson reference too. But yes, the Ali one is just totally out yeah. of left field. I get, I get the basketball references, and yes, like. 10, 12, well, I would have been, like, 14 or something. I don't know how old I was. No. I would have been much older. I was, like, 17 when this movie came out. And I think I watched it one time. But, yeah, like, I think a lot of kids, even... I think a lot of young kids, even in the early 2000s, would have known who Magic Johnson is, for sure. Yeah. No, and when Heather started doing it at the end, I was just like... This has to stop. <laughs> On her bum ankle. On, On her, her ankle. Bad ankle. <laughs> this is it. Uh, oh. A plus. A plus line. Jessica, what's your best line? My best line is it, it's very cheesy. It's so very right. life lesson-y. It's so um, bacon, bean, and cheesy. <laughs> it's probably the same. <laughs> yes. It's, and it might make you throw up as well. <laughs> So we're going back to this same, like, pivotal moment in the movie when Heather rolls her ankle, um, which this is terrible. Like, this is absolutely terrible because, like, she's immediately crying that their dad is going to be upset. Yes. And so, like, that's your, like, and I Mm. think that's kind of when he's like, oh, shit, I fucked up. (laughs) I'm a terrible father. Because she's, like, apologizes to him as, as hot guy and mom are, like, limping her inside the house. And she's like, I'm sorry, Dad, I ruined everything. And he's like, that's not, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> um, but it's very toxic. It's all so toxic. And then, like, Heather's in bed um, talking to the mom. And you the and mom's, the like, asking one. her. I don't even remember. Like, Heather starts, to, like, talking about Heidi again. About, like, Heidi had a better game and that's what made her fuck her a leg up and all this shit and then she's like why do you do you do you love basketball and she says yeah it's a blast and the mom says then play for that reason not because you think you need to be better than your sister or because you think you have to live up to what your father wants you to do play because it makes you happy play because you love it and that's what we should take from this movie. Yes. Not bacon, bean, and cheese sandwiches. Not Although... being better than your siblings. <laughs> Not any of this extremely toxic, career-pushing, favorite child bullshit that the dad is doing. God, I hate the dad so much. And not, like, forcing anybody who's tall to play sports that they don't like. Yeah. 
But if you like it, that's why you should do it. That's why you should do anything if you like it. And I yes. just, I just really think that in real life, hopefully, if I ever met Heidi or Heather Burge, I would ask them, like, did you really want to do that? I hope so. Jessica, true to form, you and I chose the same best line. Yes. Um, I was like, I mean, it was the old, there were several lines and several moments in the movie. I was like, that's kind of cute and kind of like, whatever. But Mackenzie Phillips, far and away to me, was the best character mm-hmm. in this movie. Also the best actor. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. just she was oh, acting yeah. in a different movie than everybody else was. <laughs> that was my best line as well. Because that's yeah, what parents because, need to be saying to their children. And right. it's, especially it's just since the not dad the is just, culture surrounding sports. I would just like to know like, how yeah. they're still married. Because they're so like like how did that marriage work? Because the dad is such an asshole and the mom is like you're ruining their lives. But like, they, but they're all in on it. Like they laugh about it. Like th- this is what uh, we got sidetracked. Believe it or not, weird. Um, <laughs> really early on, when they're having like the they're having dinner when when Heidi hasn't gotten into basketball yet, and Heather's like, they asked me to play basketball, and he's like, that's a great idea. Like, yeah, you can basically, essentially, like you can cross train. In, in preparation for volleyball. They're still on the volleyball thing. Mm-hmm. And he says, one of these days, your sister's going to be famous, and you're going to be sorry that you didn't put in the hard work. And she says, oh, and one of these days, I'm going to win an Academy Award, and I'm going to yep. thank everyone but you. And everyone laughs, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is so toxic. <laughs> Why are we laughing about this? This is not as funny. That, that, yeah. that was one of my best lines. I had that one sorry. Yes. That was it. What, it was what she says line. back to him, what she says back to him is great. Yes. What like, he says to her like... is terrible. In real life, Correct. a 14-year-old would have, like, just flipped the table and left the room if their father said that to them. Like, Jesus, that's a terrible thing to say. Your sister's going to be famous and you're going to be sorry that you're not as good as her. Right. I mean, that's his whole thing the whole time. He's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) He says also, like, I told you this is your path in life. I told you this is your way. Like, he says that so many times. Like, I told you this is where your future is. And it's like, you're tall. Also, the way they all keep saying you're tall, like, that's like the that's the only thing your entire life path is play sports because you're tall. Like, also, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse as I am not somebody with a vast knowledge of a sports <laughs> career. But to say to somebody, like, your future, this is where your future is, like, at some point, your sporting ability stops. Like, at some point, you're just like, yeah. you age out of playing professionally because your body is like, nope, not going to do that anymore. So, like, you need other things also. Yeah, I think it's really interesting I was just going to say, from a standpoint of, like, the characterization of sports parents, like, I see so many different Mm -hmm. sports parents. And especially, we're in March Madness, like, this time of year, you get the cutaways of a variety of parents. Like, a couple weeks ago, um, a mom of a wrestler, a college wrestler, who was going for his fourth straight national championship, he lost in the semis, and their cutaway was of the mom. Like, she physically broke her glasses and threw them on the ground. And I was like, that's a choice. Like, you can't see anymore. But it's just, like... You know, this notion of parents pushing their kids so hard and, and where does the line draw between supportive and being 100% in their corner versus putting an like absurd amount of pressure on a kid. This movie does right. not 
sit in a great place. But there's right. a lot of Mr. Burgesses out there too, like pushing their kids oh, yeah. to the end level. And, and most sometimes of them you don't, don't get the greats without the parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I said like, I, I mean, I taught high school. I, I worked a lot of volleyball games. So I was like libero tracked for volleyball games. And I would say like a lot of the parents that we had were not like, they were supportive and like pushy, but they weren't. I mean, you get it for stage parents too. You get the parents who are like, I want my uh-huh. daughter to be famous. Yeah. So I'm going to put them in theater starting at the age of two months so you get it from both sides there are definitely like there are definitely there are definitely those parents out there for sure and it's just like oh and a lot of them don't get the supposed point of realization and the turnaround that we do get you know in this nice little encapsulated movie with mr burge where he where he too late realizes what he's been doing uh to both his daughters that normally doesn't happen, especially when there is a success at a high level. Then they think they were justified and they were right and they did the right thing, whether that was what the child wanted or not. Yeah, she has a really good line. The mom, again, has a very good line. It's when they first moved to the apartment, they're really upset because they had a nice house and they were at least still like close to their friends from their other school because they were in the same neighborhood. But to be at this other school, they had to move. And that's like the big middle plot point is that Nikki turns them in for not moving yet, for not actually living in the district for this school, which I have a logical uh, thing here too. All it would have taken was the coach to be like, we can win state with these girls, just let it go. And it would be gone. Also, no principal cares that much. Like, the no. principal, a principal of a high school has far more things to do than personally check up on whether people have moved into the school district. Like, they don't but, care. Yeah. So they're, they're like, pissy with the dad. And he's, like, basically is just kind of like, well, I do everything for them. Like, I'm, I'm always supporting them. I'm, I'm always there for them. And she says, yes, you are always there for them as a coach, as yes. a cheerleader, as Another all the line. things they already have. They could yeah. use a little more father. And I think that's like, a, that was kind of my runner up for best line, um, because that's a really important thing too, when we do talk about like kids in sports, um, and even teenagers in sports, and even young adults in sports, like they already have these support communities within the sport. They just need their parents to be like, separate from that, honestly, like be involved in it, show interest in what your kid's interested in. But like, also, if they're struggling in that, or they have problems within that community or whatever, like you have to be removed from it enough that you can be like neutral and listen to it and then let them like make their choices within that area, within that sport, within that community. Like you have to be the safe space from it while also like engaging with it when they want you to not, you know, obviously we get excited for our kids, but like there's always this, And I've struggled with this as well. Like, there's always this, we get so interested that our kids are interested in things. And I don't know if it's just our generation, like, if it's this generational thing because of how we were parented. But, like, I've struggled with this as a parent now. It's like this push to immediately be as good as you possibly can at the thing that you're interested in. What is that? You know? Especially if there is, like, some talent there. Like... 
I even feel it myself. Like if I get into something new as an adult, I'm just like, well, I have, I'm kind of good at this. And now I want to be really, really, really good at it. Like the best I could possibly be like, what's the end of this line. And I want to get there. Is it just because like our generation was like very, very like pushed towards that. And like, (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. No, I think it's really interesting too, because like I, I always think for myself, I did everything, right? Like, we talked about it during this podcast. I did basketball and sports, and then I also did musical theater, and so I'm, like, in voice lessons, and then I'm in training sessions, and then I'm in dance classes, and then I'm in, like, a skills session, and, like, trying to balance everything. And I always feel really grateful that I was able to split my time between so many different passions of Mm -hmm. mine, but I'm also incredibly um, attuned with the fact that I couldn't be necessarily great in either, or, or at least portrayed as great or given my best opportunity if I had just put all of my eggs in one basket. But I also love being right. the adult who had the re- well-rounded nature of having like little dabs mm-hmm. into everything, which ultimately like mm-hmm. gave me more passions to be excited about growing up. But I also know if I, if I wanted to be a professional basketball player, I probably needed to go, well, I needed to be like 5'7 at the minimum and not 5'3. Well, there um, you go. But I would have needed <laughs> right. to go all in on that. Or if I wanted to be like a professional actress, I would have had to go all in on that. So it's hard. And right. I don't know if it's our generation and like where we go from here, but I haven't seen it get better necessarily. No. No. Well, it's interesting. God, like... no. Well, that's, that's, and I, that's where I think it is, is like, it, because we're the parents now and a lot of like our generation is parenting the next generation. It's like, that's amplified. Yeah that realization that we all know is very logical. Like, yeah, if you're going to be, especially in things where only a small handful of people succeed at the top level, when you're talking about acting, you know, theater, movies, or any sort of professional sport, it's, it's hard to get to the pinnacle where you actually can make money to do it as a career. And And so we at least recognized that, I think. And so you're always like looking for, well, what is the thing that I am going to put, you know, all my eggs in that basket? What's that basket? Now it's like everybody's trying to be the best at everything. Everything. All the kids, the parents are trying to make the kids like Mm -hmm. they're pushing, they're pressuring their kids in five different things at the same time. And the kids are going to snap. I think what's interesting is like just going to this idea of like, there's one line that Heidi says like early on is like, she's thriving. She's happy. She has friends. She has a life. And like Heather's like misses her friends and all those things. And Heidi's like exploring and different things and she's happy. And I think like ultimately for me, and I mean, I don't teach anymore, but like I was having a conversation with my advisor from uh, grad school a few weeks ago, just talking about like, what's the purpose of like music education and because, like, I grew up in a very, like, you know, you're, you're going to be, like, ex- we're excellent, nationally recognized, all that. And that's great. Like, I want to be excellent at what I'm doing. And what's the purpose? Like, is the purpose – because very few of the kids that I was teaching, like, I'm going to say one, went into music profession – like, is pursuing a career in, like, opera performance. It goes back to that, like, if you're enjoying it, then do it. Because, like, yeah. ultimately for music, for sports, for any of these things, like, you're that's not going to be your career for most people. Right. So, like, right. let's let's have people enjoy what they're doing so they can have hobbies and, like, passions and, like, not burn out on things that they love. And, well, and that's what you my soapbox. And, and what you were saying before, too, about, like, the, the longevity of 
of a physical career. Mm -hmm. The WNBA, they weren't even paid that well. Like, that wasn't even like a, that was a salary to live on, but it was not like, oh, big money, like these NBA stars can retire when they're 35 and then never have to work another job. And you see, you see that, that they went and played the overseas. That was not the WNBA. Yeah. No, and, and still, I mean, still struggle. I mean, like, as somebody who still tries yeah. to beat the drum for pay equity within WNBA and NBA, like, that, that's a whole other podcast to do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there are still yeah, women exactly. who feel the need in order to supplement themselves financially to go play overseas on top of their WNBA careers. I think both Burge Ugh. sisters spent some time playing overseas yeah. as well. So yep. it's, it's really tough. It's a hard path. But to go back to like what you guys were just saying, I think it's so cool because you talk about we all started at the Academy of Theater Arts and this, this little performing mm-hmm. group. And yeah, we had some wild success come out of ATA when it comes to yeah. performing arts and people who, who made it into their careers, but also just it Quite all came few. back to the community element, right? I know it's, yes. it's wild. Yes. Someone should do a documentary on it. Um, but here we We've are, the three of us that. who haven't spoken in a long, long time. And it's just such a joyous place because we all shared this communal experience growing up of yeah. like this very special group of people that ultimately was about Absolutely. a place where we found happiness and found joy. And you can find that in a team. You can find that in the drama yes. club. You can find mm-hmm. that in the yearbook club, like wherever your passions sit when you're growing up. I think we got to get back to a place where kids just feel like, Oh, does just this have that? Yeah. Is this safe? And does this make me feel good? Okay, great. This right. is a, a wonderful place yeah. to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a better thing to encapsulate this podcast and this episode than that sentiment right there. Um, do we have anything else to say about this movie? Nikki's dad is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. I'm very mad at him for ignoring his child, but he's hot. He sucks, but he's whew, he can so get it. And one, I like one. Look at look at how good Nikki played when he was there. Imagine if he came to all the games, man. Whew. Yeah, Nikki, she Nikki crushed. She, she hit that next level with that parental support yeah. in the stands. I think one of the only lines uh, that we didn't even like skim over was when they were trying to pick from their assortment of new like classes and their new world in this big fancy Los Angeles public school. And she goes, "Should I pick Spanish or Italian for my foreign language? I do yep. like pizza." And then in their pizza. typical twin unison, "Pizza, Italian." right and then okay and then that same thing scene to just like go on this like one of the main themes of this entire movie is like everybody's staring at them in that scene and she goes i think heidi says we're tall we're twins they'll get over it i'm like what a dumb line i also love when in that exact same like that whole same scene and heather's like i thought you were mad about coming here and she was like or coming to this school or coming to a new school or whatever. And she's like, this isn't a school. This is like a whole mini mall of student activities. <laughs> Where were they going to school before this? Where they were, were they? They like a, some small Christian school, they said, or like some oh, small. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that so. part, Christian school. I missed that Christian school. That makes sense. I guess that they, <laughs> but like, really, this is just a promotional activity of what public schools used to be and what public schools can once again yeah, achieve the... if we properly fund them. Amen. Amen to that. Jesse or Jessica Benson, since <laughs> I'm going to pivot into where can people, if you, if people are interested in following what they, uh, what you do, where can they find you since you no longer go by Jesse? Um, where, where, where can people find yes. you? What can, how can they learn about what you're doing? 
Oh my gosh. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jess Benson TV. Um, and then I host a show called the Jessica Benson show with CJ hurt weekday mornings, eight o'clock central time. It's on the grind city media channel on YouTube. Highly recommend subscribing. We put out just a crazy amount of content. You don't have to be a Memphis Grizzlies fan. You don't have to be a sports fan. We talk about everything and anything in the context of that show. And we have a lot of fun. So it would mean the world for anyone to check it out. And yeah, that's my life now. Talking sports and Disney awesome. Channel original movies. Living the dream. I will say nice. that Jessica is one of my favorite follows on Instagram. I think you just post like delightful content. And I'm always Thank very you. amused and find it very funny. So definitely give her a follow. If the 2022-2023 NBA basketball season were a television series, provide me a one-minute synopsis of what's going on. So I can decide oh if I'm going well, to if I'm going to uh, try to get caught up and watch the finale. <laughs> you should absolutely get caught up and watch the finale, if not okay. only okay. for the Western Conference, where the race towards the playoffs oh, are being decided by a very thin margin. The Sacramento anyway. Kings, the Sacramento Kings, okay. light up a literal purple beam every time that they win a game. They're so amped to be a winning team again. They shoot a purple beam of light into the city of Sacramento from their arena. So and they're they about brought to make the, the playoffs for the first time. Yeah, they they absolutely okay. brought E.T. back okay. to Earth. And they're going to make the playoffs <laughs> for the first time since 2006. Your old hometown, the Denver Nuggets, the one seed in the NBA, Nikola Jokic, a generational basketball player, going to attempt to – he was really in the forefront of probably being a three-time MVP, but now Joel Embiid has made a serious case for himself at the end of the year. So you can tap into the very um, – casual MVP race, which sports people talk about way too seriously all the time. And then my little Memphis Grizzlies are right there in the top of the Western Conference standings. They have one of the most exciting young players in the league, John Morant. He just went through some pretty serious stuff, but he has sought some counseling. He's back with the team, ready to address stress in a better manner. And you guys can all be bandwagon Grizzlies fans. Like, I won't even put the bandwagon in front of your name. I'll just let you be. We're so fun. Someone just threw a dunk in the middle of the game off a backboard. It was like a dunk contest in the middle of the game. There's your there's your pitch. Awesome. I okay. I am all I am a shamelessly a bandwagon fan of anything. Like just because I like just if people around me are cheering, I will cheer. So I am a great plus one to bring to any sporting event because I will cheer Excellent. for whoever you're cheering for. I'm amazed that the Denver Nuggets are that good because they historically when, I mean, when we were growing up, they were crap. So to see that this renaissance is happening, and I think like the LA yeah, teams they've had a few very bad. They had a few there, years, but they had like, all the way. No. But like the '90s, yeah. they were bad. Um, I guess. Oh yeah, they were. They uh, ninety. I want to say ninety-eight. They were literally what, like the eleventh worst team in history, or something. Yeah, like, like that. Yeah. So crazy. that's what I remember. I guess in like the two thousands, like they were. Plus, good. they got like, Carmelo. The... Like we're going now. Yeah, we're going I was going to say twenty Carmelo... years ago when they got Carmelo Anthony. Then they started to kind of go to climb, kind of go up a little. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I guess the Carmelo years, they 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 climbed up, but like the nineties, I remember them being like tickets being Terrible. so cheap because they were Terrible. bad. It's like the Rockies, um, and like now the uh, LA teams have. Uh, Nothing to really see, but that's about, where. Well, the Lakers, the Lakers are still trying to make the plan tournament. We'll see what happens with LeBron James. But like, why be a bandwagon fan for the obvious? The Lakers. No one wants to be a bandwagon fan of the Clippers, but like, we'll throw them in the LA mix. Any of the New York teams? Oh, I know the a Warriors, lot of. I know a lot of very serious fans of the Clippers. Clippers. Like, 
Well, yeah, that who went people who were fans when they had their terrible, yeah. terrible era, but. I do know a lot of bandwagon Clippers fans as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Paul uh, anyway, George but... got hurt, so times are tough. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I will. I will check out some Memphis Grizzlies. I, yeah. I look at sports, and this is what I like. When, when I realized what, like, what I liked about sports, and then, and then I was able to just kind of let them go, is because I just liked the story, and yeah. so I would follow. Usually, I would follow players. And so, like, one mm-hmm. of my favorite players would get traded in the middle of a season or whatever, and suddenly I'm a Boston Celtics fan. And people are like, why, why do you like them? Why are you watching them? I'm like, because I like that guy. Like, I, And in my brain, it was like, I like that character, you know, because this is just part of, yep. I have to finish his story as well as, like, the original group he was with. I'll finish them, but, like... If their if their story wasn't interesting, if their story was just interesting because of like one or two characters, then I'm gonna follow the character to wherever mm-hmm. they go. And I very much the same with football. Like I would have these favorite characters from other teams, and so if one of my favorite characters made it to the Super Bowl, I'd root for that team because I just like that one guy, you know. Um, and sometimes they were even the villain. You know, if I recognize you, we've got a, the final. I guess we've I'll root got a for you, villain too. The villain or the good guy. You know, okay. We have a I great like villains, villain. You know. a gr- okay. Oh my god! If you want a new sports villain in your life, Dylan Brooks. Okay. I'll send you content. He will okay. fill that need. Okay. Goes great. by Dylan right. the villain. Like, what more can you ask for? Dylan the villain. There you go. He's there just go. telling it's, us. There you go. It's there. It's right there. Jessica, do you have anything to promote, pitch, or me? Uh, uh, yes, no. you, Jessica. Oh. Sorry, God, bless. <laughs> that's gonna kill me. <laughs> I mean, other than other than your uh, your morning show, Jessica Benson. Um, no, I have else. nothing else. That's my whole life. All right, this episode is going to air a couple days after the NCAA championship. So for for posterity, let's get those brackets from you too. What's going on? Let's see oh, if you, either of uh, you are right. Oh, I'm not. Mine I'm is, not- <laughs> my, I think I have like 61. I was second for a while, but now I think my like total point score is like, it's bad. Who, but who I do think you everybody's have? bracket is busted. Yeah. It's all about you have winning, like just good enough. Who's your final I four? Had, I had UCLA winning. I, oh, my final four is my final. I'm, I'm nobody is left in my final four. Gotcha. Nice. So not Melanie. You're out. You're I, I am out. I think, I don't think I lose. That's okay. What is this bracket? Like where are you yeah, you're doing it with? Oh, uh, with my colleagues. And they, okay. Okay. It's, it's a work bracket and they are all so much more knowledgeable than I am. So I just like picked things and I was like, I like to be a part of a thing. And I evidently did not. Do I that. just, uh, I just always, I just always say, I don't usually do a bracket, but I just always say Jayhawks. Last year it worked. There you go. Hey, every now some, and then, every now and then it worked. hit. This I year will say work. knowledge matters <laughs> yeah. nothing when filling out a bracket, but I am no, no, in first right. place in our like fans hey, of the show nice. bracket. So I'm going to say knowledge matters absolutely in this situation. I had Alabama winning at all, <laughs> and honestly they got knocked out, but... I do have um, Texas and UConn in one of the champion or one of the semifinal games, and then Texas losing to Alabama in the final. So I think I'm pretty set to win my pool, no matter what happens, nice. because UConn advanced. We're filming this on the 
morning of the second round of Elite Eight games, so we'll see about Texas. Melanie, you probably picked against Texas because it's yeah. a Texas school, so I understand. Because um, it's a Texas school. Against. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I will say we had no money going on ours. This was just purely for bragging rights. So it was like, it's like, okay, whatever. And I just, you know, I didn't lose, and that is all I care about. That's good. Did you, you have go. fun? Did you have fun? Did I, you have fun? I did have fun. Did you love it? Well, there you go. I then won't go it was as far time. to say I had fun. It was successful. I think I watched half of maybe two games. Um, and that is just because they happened to be on in the bar that I was at. So there you go. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the only basketball I've watched in like five years. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh, who's yeah. that? It's LeBron James. Okay. I'll watch. Um, we will have to have you back, Miss Jessica Benson. Um, Would love for to. an or actually legitimate sports, sports movie. movie. Deal. <laughs> I, I I do really like Glory Road. We should do that one. That's a good one. Okay, um, I'm down. Or 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 Love and Basketball or any any like uh, let's do semi pro. <laughs> <laughs> let's do Blades of Glory. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. But this this was a, a delight, blast, a treat. And thank you so much. And anytime you want to do it again. You let us know. We w- we will be here. We will be here. Absolutely. I would love to. I'll see you guys next time. Yeah. As always, you can follow the podcast on Best Line Worst Line on Instagram. We are on bestlineworstline.com and you can subscribe and download, rate, and review anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Long night for you. I don't think so. I'm second best. Always second best.